Welcome to Fright Night. She just goes a little mad sometimes. Wolfman's got Mars. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Whatever you do, don't fall asleep. We have such sights to show you. Hey everybody! What's up? Hello! And welcome back to another episode with the Jersey Ghouls. Tonight, we're about to uh, put on our jammies. Jammy jams, jimmy jams. Take out our pillows. I'm going to sneak in through the window because your guys' parents is in home and mm-hmm. you're, you're not allowed to have boys over normally. Yep, let my boobies pop out. Yeah. Well, no, you guys just... Get undressed in front of each other all the time, right? Well, no, that's, yeah, sleep, it's, we, we're gonna practice kissing and pillow fight, that's what yeah. girls do. That's okay. literally all we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, cause tonight we're gonna be talking about Sorority House Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre. Two slasher films that are very interesting because they are often taken to be extremely problematic, but are both directed by female directors yeah. and written by females. I always thought they were. You know, growing up, I didn't even want to watch them. Me I didn't too. watch them because I saw them and I was like, "Those seem like for like those seem like pervy movies for adults." I, I thought they don't so seem too. like just like the horror movies that I would like to watch. And you know what? After watching them, I don't think I missed out on that much. Oh, see, I had the opposite reaction. <laughs> for Slumber Party, I was like, "Man, am I eating my words?" But for Sorority House, I was like, "Meh." Not that I thought it was misogynistic in any way. I thought mm. it was a nice little feminist romp. But I was like. Yeah. No, and you know what? Let's let's start with that one because I think that's going to be the 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 meh. the meh of the two. Um, so, 1986 sorority house massacre, or as I have renamed it, the girl that looks like Alex P. Keaton slowly <laughs> walks through your house. So, Carol Frank, who directed this film, was a crew member on Slumber Party Massacre, and you can tell that she very much owed a lot of what she was doing to Slumber Party Massacre, in as much as it's even playing on the, the, the TV in the background. Mm. Um, also, Angela O'Neill, who played Alex P. Keaton, she is now a huge... <laughs> <laughs> I'm just sorry, you just said it very matter-of-factly that she played Alex P. Keaton. Because I love what Jackie did, yeah. I love what Jackie did with that. She dressed like him, she looked like him, she acted like him a lot. She did! Um, even Nonia agrees. And <laughs> she is now a huge art director. Like, she has been the head art director on so many blockbuster films, like Apollo 13 and, like, all these crazy what? Tom Hanks films, all this stuff, that she is literally, like, one of the top art directors and behind-the-scenes people in Hollywood <clears throat> as a female. So she really might have been Alex P. Keaton, but she really broke the mold and made a mark yeah. as, a, as an art director in Hollywood. So awesome. I have to tip my hat to her. Also, this is the exact same production company that uh, Corman, Roger, Roger Corman, Concord, uh, Concord Films, led by Roger Corman. Yeah, Ooh, it's which, Roger, Roger Corman doesn't make good movies. No, no. I, in fact, when I was well, first of all, Carnosaur and Chopping Mall, I stand by both of those films. Listen, Chopping Mall is fun because it's ridiculous. It's not fun because it's a good movie. No, agreed. And when I looked at all the other films on Corman's. Uh, Thing, I was like, Ugh. Yeah, that's that should be a reaction. But yeah, these are sad. Like, sadly, this is one of his better films. Yeah. And I would argue Slumber House, Par- Slumber House Massacre, wait, Slumber, Slumber Party. Party Massacre is probably one of their crowning achievements because everything else was such shit. Can we just say that this movie didn't need to... This movie's a lot of padding. There's like 20 different dream sequences. This movie starts up with like a fake opening where it's like, oh, what really happened that night? Like, you don't, we have no context for anything. Like, why, 
Why is it shocking that someone in a horror movie would end up in a hospital at the end of the movie? That just lets me know that this one character isn't going to die. I feel like this movie pulled from so many different horror movies to the point where like, we all wrote different things. Like the whole, the two of you, didn't you write down something about Nightmare on Elm Street? Yeah, we both and wrote this yes. is Nightmare on Elm Street ripoff. <laughs> and I wrote, so this is Halloween meets Amityville. You mm. know, I'm like, because there's, and then like the whole scene where she's like waking up in the hospital reminded me of the end of Friday the 13th. And yeah. I don't know, it just seemed to pull from, from so many different horror movies. It was fairly boring because there were just so many scenes. I'm serious. I'm not kidding when I joked about Alex P. Keaton walks around the house. There were so many scenes of the lead character, Beth, just slowly walking around a house. Sometimes in the dark, sometimes it was in the daytime, sometimes she was being stalked, sometimes she carried a, sh uh, a suitcase. It happened so often that, I, I don't know, it, this one was this one was kind of boring to me. So, I'm sorry, <laughs> Jackie, Jackie continue your thoughts. No, that was really it. That, like, it was just, the pacing was really slow on this yeah. one. And, like, so there was a kill... Um, like a, a quick kill in the asylum, but really we had to wait about 45 minutes mm -hmm. for the massacre. And now 45 minutes into a movie that was an hour and 14 minutes, we had to wait yeah. 45 minutes for the massacre at the sorority house to begin. Yeah, it was ridiculous. They spent a lot of time um, trying to convince you that these are all nice girls. And, and These are all nice girls. And you know what? I bought it. I fell in <laughs> Me love. Too. I fell in love with Sarah and Sarah. her and her love of animals. I was so happy when her dumb boyfriend got killed because he was a piece of garbage. He was a piece of shit. And yeah, fuck that guy. He like walked like three feet away from the house and got killed. It was great. <laughs> she was like, bye bye, I love you. And he's like, alright, see you. Oh, I'm dead! <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Full disclosure, you guys. I was in a sorority. I know. I went to college with you. <laughs> and... I agree. One of the things... So, I definitely didn't hate it as much as you guys did. I feel like I, didn't, I, feel like I actually liked it. No, I didn't hate it either, but I was like, totally where's... Understand. I didn't understand what it was doing, why it was why it was treading water so much, and just wasting time. I feel like they could have just spread out the kills more. Yeah. They spent a lot of time trying to like make it seem like the characters were nice. They weren't stupid idiots. They didn't try and do the same shit over and over again. They... They tried to use, like, logic and stuff to get out of the situation they're in, but it took so long to get to the point where any of that was tested that, like, I didn't care for the... I didn't need a fifth dream sequence that has no payoff because, like, oh, these two are psych psychically linked. Okay, how? Why? What? Oh, it doesn't matter. brother and sister. Uh, yeah, because every brother and sister is psychically linked. It was, yeah, it was a lot think, of, like... I think I'm psychically linked to my idiot brother. Yeah, you're wrong about that. Okay. <laughs> oh, okay, Dr. Freud. <laughs> That's uh, right. That's right. I said it. Listen, we don't have a Peter Bankman here to test you between so, them. Well, so, uh, so I, I would argue that while I agree, I was like, a little bit, I definitely liked how much they developed these girls because mm -hmm. I think it went out of its way. To avoid the trap of having a bunch of big boobied girls that are just fucking vapid, fake two-dimensional characters. Yeah. I, and while I agree with you, like at yeah. the end of the day, we don't really want to sit through all of that. I like the effort it put into giving them a fair representation. Just because they're sorority girls. Like, I liked when they were in psych class. I liked when they... Well, first of all, I feel like it's not that easy to hypnotize someone. As we well tried that on multiple occasions in college, Jackie. <laughs> but at the end of the day, like... 
they were smart. They had heads on their shoulders, like yeah. you said. And while I do think it caused problems for the pacing of the film, I respected the choice to kind of flush out these characters and make them all matter and have unique personalities. Yeah. Also, clothing try-on montage? That was my question. Makeover, makeover, makeover. <laughs> the music during that part? Oh, shit. just boobies bouncing wow. around all over the so place. I, I literally like, And everyone's like having the best time. I'm like, what is going on? So, for to be fair, when you're in a room full of girls that you're super comfortable with, you let your boobies flap. I'm very comfortable at my boobies flap around you. Yeah, you and yeah. I have been naked. Like, we in the same slap room. our boobies yeah. all weekend with <laughs> yeah. each other. Yeah, and then at, at Pop Rock and Mara, we I was she was she went to breakfast with her family and I had to get a shower. So you know, I'm out of the shower. I'm drying my hair, and you know, here's here's a little uh, a little peek into my life. <laughs> I, I don't have clothes on when I'm drying my hair when I get out of the shower because it's hot and you've got hot air blowing, so, you know. Which I totally agree with you. Like, it changed my life because I usually get dressed that blow dry my hair oh. and I'm, like, all sweaty. But continue. Yeah. So, anyway, so I'm... <laughs> it's uncomfortable. So, I'm sitting there and all of a sudden she the door open, open right. and I'm like, whoa, real quick, close the door. And like, she was like, it's okay, it's just me. And I'm like, oh, okay. Door comes wide open. I come walking out. Totally. And just my underpants. And Taddy's flapping. Yeah, yeah, just having a conversation. And me too. Like, I was yeah. changing to go to the pool. Taddy's flapping. And, and it's fine. Why did I stay home? What's wrong? <laughs> <laughs> and it's fine because it's us. It's yeah. just us. So to be fair, when I'm with a group of girls who I'm very comfortable with, I have no problem with my tatties out. I guess it's just weird because it's a montage with ridiculous 80s music and stuff. And it just makes it seem so much more surreal and like not a thing that would ever, ever, ever happen. Well, it's it's the 80s. So many shoulders. Can I say say my favorite line? Yes. There's one point where they're all up on the second floor and they look out the window and there's some U-Haul guys dropping off some stuff. And Sarah goes... Oh, right, Tracy rented some men. <laughs> like, yeah, like... There's lots of good stuff like that in this movie. I think that's the best part of this movie is that, like, everyone's kind of, like... God, they, they all have personalities. They're not just, like, horror movie, like, like bimbo stand-ins. Yeah. And you're right, you're right. I just wish it didn't take so long for anything to happen. And I wish it wasn't so melodramatic whenever anyone died. <laughs> good that the characters were developed and they all had Bad unique personalities. Bad Bad that it, yeah, bad that it took so long for anything to happen, and and I wish that, you know, it was more than just, I got a knife, stab, 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 next. Like, I wish, I wish there was some weird, weird kills happening, because, you know, like, that's half the reason you watch a slasher movie. Is yes. For, is for ridiculous yeah. kills. Yes. Yes. Yeah, it, it was very one note with the stabby. And I also had problems with... The problematic psychotherapy happening throughout the film. <laughs> oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. But this is before they shut down all the mental institutions. Well, it made me laugh when they had, like, the reading monitor where she was like, what are you feeling? Do you want to kill someone? And, and like, the little thing went up. It's like, bitch, you are set up to an extra sketch that's doing a lie detector test. You are not able to judge or measure his psychosis based on those fucking squiggly lines. What the fuck are you doing? Like, just, like... And full disclosure, I'm in the throes of, like, my appraisal and assessment phase of grad school, so I'm like, how dare you? This is, <laughs> how this dare is you? bullshit. Right, I'm like, this but, is neither reliable or valid. But that entire place was a joke. The, the one guy that was watching it after hours screams over the intercom, hey, someone got out! Someone got out! Everyone! Hey, someone, hey. someone got out! <laughs> well, of course someone got out. When you have no security and yeah. hoppable fences... 
far That dude can jump. He oh jumped through God. the second story window. And he was such... Oh. I was like, how did he get up there? Speaking of I him. saw him jump that fence, but come on, that's a second story window in a house and he jumped right through it. You're right. Now I see the Abbeville trope when he, like, for no good reason at all, the guy kills his whole family. Yeah. You're right. Except, you know, and so he kills everybody. He leaves the sister, and but he goes back for the sister. And so that's the not reach. Thing. I don't understand. He's like, eh, all right, I'll give up and go home. He, he's like, I stabbed a dress. I guess you win this yeah. one. Yeah. I missed. I got, this only one. got the dress. Fingers crossed that the dress bleeds out. Yeah. <laughs> you know what she reminded me of in every scene? Courtney Cox in the You Can't Start a Fire video by uh, Bruce Springsteen. She looked... No. Uh, oh, exactly. my God. Dancing. Uh, not, we didn't start the fires, Billy Joel. No, you can't start a fire. Uh, Dancing in the dark. Yes, thank you. Thank you, and you're welcome yes, for that and that, that's what it is. Um, oh, yeah, it is Dancing in the Dark. Can we just talk about the, the one girl's Cheers haircut? Yeah. <laughs> she was just like Diane from Cheers the whole time. See, I'm like, you guys said this would be a downer. And she was like a she was like a psychology major too, which I'm pretty sure Diane from Cheers is yep. a psychology she major. She was Diane from Cheers. So <laughs> um, weird. Okay, I have one giant gripe when they finally do get to get killed, <laughs> and they finally do get to fight him off. When she's beaten him with the shovel, she's like. Like, uh, why she does she sucks. hit him 20 times and he doesn't even turn around? It's like there's a breeze behind him. My note is, hit him in the head, fuckwad. But it's not even that she, she's like, like, literally, yeah. she's just like banging him over and over, but he doesn't even flinch. I no. feel like even if I took a shovel and in my weakest, uh, went like this and like flaccidly slapped it at somebody, it would still hurt. Yeah, but this guy's like, he doesn't feel pain. <laughs> He's an evil monster man that can jump... <laughs> Jumped through second story windows True. when he was struggling to climb a ladder to get through it before, and all of a sudden he's like, Wow, I'm a, I'm a freaking, I don't know, what jumps high? I'm a froggy man! <laughs> yeah, what like, jumps, it, what uh, jumps high? Yeah. <laughs> but to be fair, like, I loved that when they hit him, they hit him like 5,000 times. They did not fall into the trap of we're gonna hit him run, once and run. They're no. like, Fuck this, motherfucker! Okay. Like, I, so I felt like in that way it was respectful. To final girls and girls survive, and I liked that they more than one of them survived. Yeah, same. I did too. I also liked the dude running in naked, and everyone's like, "Whoa!" <laughs> <laughs> me too. That made me giggle. I feel like there was a lot. Okay, so I think both of these films are satirical in nature. I mm. think what makes them feminist is that a they t- they treat women very fairly, mm-hmm. and b they kind of make fun of slashers. And I think that while this film doesn't do it as well as uh, Slumber Party does, Agreed, yeah. It still does a good job of A, being a smart and feminist slasher, and B, being satirical in some of the way. Because they even joke about, like, the how phallic the knives are. Like, they yeah. are self... Because, like, when they find the life, they're like, oh, really? How phallic can you get? Like, these girls are smart. They've read their fucking Freudian interpretations of life. Mm-hmm. Like, they know what the score is. And I love that in a time when we weren't like self-aware or meta yet with horror you know like it's like a, these girls were could have been in scream yeah for the 1980s you know like i i give them all a lot of credit however i do think your your criticism of the pacing is very fair because i was bored at times yeah i mean this movie could have been much much better if it, it just had you know agree a little more attention to the script Agreed. Can we move on to uh, 1982 Slumber Party Massacre? I mean, I'm super yeah. cool with doing that because yeah. there's more to talk about there. Oh, right? hell yeah. So first of all, Amy Holden Jones is my girlfriend because she made some really good movies, including one of my personal favorite underrated 80s movies, Mystic Pizza. I love Mystic Pizza. Don't 
Don't tell me you've never seen Julia it. Roberts. God fucking damn it, Jackie. How do we hang out? I've never seen it <gasps> either. You guys! I love Mystic Pizza. Yeah, it's got, a dumb, it's got a dumb title, so I never watched it. Mystic Pizza is a horrible title. It's not a real famous pizzeria. I know, I know, but it's it's it sounds like what's that movie? What's that Naked Lunch? Like it's like such an unappealing nothing title. Naked Lunch is a weird movie. How fucking dare you? Um, (laughs) Just saying. And it was also written by Rita Mae Brown, who is a very famous lesbian feminist who I love. So Rita Mae Brown is known for her feminist writings, and she wrote most famously Ruby Fruit Jungle, which was the portrayal of what it was like to be a lesbian in the 70s and 80s. And Amy Holden Jones literally had to fight for this job. They didn't want to give it to her because they were like, we're not giving you a fucking... We're not giving you a a female director or a slasher to make. That is so entrenched in, like, you know, female right. it getting seems, killed. It seems like anti... Uh, it seems like something you would do to mess up the movie. Right, like you're going to ruin it. Yeah. Right. And she... So she had to actually go out and on her own film a scene and be like, look, bitches, look how good I'm going to be. And they gave it to her, and it was her big break in, in, in Hollywood. But I think it's so funny that, like, of course this was, like, a stretch for them. Of course when it came out, it got an X rating. And this had an X rating? Yeah, when it initially came out. It was what? They, it was they changed the name in the UK to uh Slubber Party Murder. Because that's, it like got it got roped into the very end of the video. This has an X rating. It got roped into the very end of the uh video nasties like bullshit uh, uh, abroad. And because all because that's of, nonsense. The, of, of nudity. Yeah. F that. F that because there's plenty of nudity in movies that are like PG and Agreed. stuff. Just totally one agree. of the guys has on movies, like close-up movies. Yeah. So here's my reasoning why this movie, I feel like, is is our our podcast translated to a movie. So this movie has Jack. It has the male gaze. It has the tits and ass. It has the kills. It has the Jackie element. And then I feel like it also has the Marissa element. It has the feminism. Because every single worker in this movie is a woman. It has the female telephone worker. It has the female maintenance worker. It, you know, it has it has all of the female gym teacher. It has all of that element in it. And then Nate, you're even in there because it has that like this. This movie was supposed to be a satire, and somebody watched it and went, "This is a serious like slasher movie." And it's like, no, like this is fucking <laughs> funny. Like this to me, I swear to God, this is like this is Jersey Ghouls. In movie form, because I feel like it truly has a little bit of all of us in this one movie, (laughs) and it works together. So true. I love that. I love that reading. Oh my god! I feel like there's nothing else we could say that would be as amazing as that. (laughs) I just wish. I just wish the killer was more threatening. That's my only beef. (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. He was like a dorky looking guy, Um, and he was like. They, they didn't even attempt to, like, hide him in the shadows. He was just there yeah. the whole time. I liked that he had, like, you saw his face right away. Because in my head, I was like, oh, shit, there he is. Like, I remember <laughs> thinking, like, oh. And again, I think it plays to the satire of it all, where you're like, he's like a fucking denim jacket wearing little yep. shit. Like, <laughs> I like how your thought was, oh, shit, there he is. My note is, the killer has a butt chin. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like I loved... The excessive nudity. There's one particular shot when they're in the showers mm-hmm. where she goes out of her way to frame the ass perfectly in the middle of the uh-huh. door frame mm-hmm. and stays on it so dramatically long. Mm-hmm. And I love it because I'm like, 
there it is, ladies and gentlemen. There's your male gaze. Like, do you like it? Do you are you happy now? And like, but yeah, but, over here, but, look, at but. The, look at the titties and the butts. And I, ooh, and I absolutely loved everything about that, especially because. It's so well juxtaposed, and I know the scene with the basketball made me giggle because I was like, "Oh, girl, no. below the hip, girl, below the hip," <laughs> but all of them. But I loved a that they were all super sporty, like mm-hmm. they were all so sporty. Yeah, because it makes sense in one of these movies, and for people that are supposed to be able to fight back, yeah, because they know, were tough. They had them, like they, they were some reason to be able to do yeah. that. They were talking about sports. On their own yes. at this slumber party. I love They're calling that. like friends like, oh, I can't watch the baseball game. What's going on? Oh, and they call and for sports scores. It made me so happy as a girl who like watches baseball, knows what the football teams are doing. Like, uh, other than the winter, I love sports. I cannot wait for the U.S. Women's Cup, like the, the, the World Cup to start. Like, it made me feel so good. I was like, see, girls can know sports and know the baseball <laughs> game is on. And like, and I'm not even that great, but like, I loved that about these girls. And then... The coach, I was so worried that her character was going to wind up being so fucking stupid and useless. And she wound up being so awesome and so important to to the overall fight against him. That, like, I just, I loved all the fight scenes. I thought they were all badasses. They were all capable of handling themselves. Um, I just, I don't know. Like, at first when I saw all the gratuitous TNA, I was like, oh, this is why I never saw this movie. And then when I, like, realized what it was doing, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. It really is. She shoves your nose in it. She's like, there, are you happy now? And then it's over. Pretty much, you know? It's a short film. At the same same time, the whole rite of passage thing. The the movie opens with Trish going through her room and putting her Barbie dolls and stuffed animals into a bag to throw away. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's funny because she grabs one stuffed animal, throws it in the bag, has like a moment and like pulls it back out. And like, I had a definitely like, I feel you girl moment. Because no lie, like upstairs in a box, I have my Care Bear that I got when I was like three. That's like, obviously my Care Bear is like tucked in a box of like childhood memories, but I could not ever throw that bear away. Like that, that was my security blanket. Like that, that my, my, it was birthday bear and he was my jam and he was with me like all throughout my childhood. So like, I get that. Like you can let it go to a certain extent. Like she's 18 years old. I'm throwing away my childhood toys. Like I'm having this party. Like it's, you know, kind of a pseudo grown up thing. You know, we're going to drink some beers and smoke a little pot and you can't have, you know, Barbie sitting on your, you know, dresser when you're, you're living that kind yeah, of life. You're, so. you're an adult now. You're yeah. like 18. So you're yeah. pretty much done like learning and growing and becoming older. Yeah. So. I liked that their next door neighbor was was cool kind of, and wasn't yeah. a creep either. And it seemed like they set him up and then like he told him. Yeah, they set him up to be cool. a creep. And it's like, yeah. no, he's like, no, you guys are cool. Just uh, don't get in trouble if you're gonna smoke weed inside. I know, yeah. and like I, was, I kept thinking he was gonna do something creepy, but I love that he was like, all right, girls, just like you know, take it easy if you're gonna smoke. And yeah. like I love that take they take it easy are on the Maui Wowies. <laughs> I love the Maui Wowie. Um, I, and I like that they are smoking weed and drinking and doing shit and that doesn't condemn them in any mm-hmm. way. Yeah. Like, again, I think she goes very much out of her way to be like, no, it is fucking, there is nothing fucking wrong with having a few drinks and smoking a little doobitch. Like, I, I think this film really says fuck you. You're right, this movie is super feministic, especially, <laughs> they reverse every single role. Yeah. Like, every male role that would be in a slasher movie has been reversed every, in this movie. Every mm-hmm. single time one of the boys tries to, like, 
scare the girls or, you know, kind of like creep up on the girls, uh-huh. the girls respond. Yeah, they, like, the fight or flight yeah. happens and it's always fight. I and love they always win. And flips them. Yeah. I fucking love that. The scene. one dude gets decked and gets a black eye. Like, it, the roles are absolutely reversed. Mm. So, so this movie passes, um, and I think we've talked about this before, the Bechdel test, mm-hmm. which is, um, it, it, there's three rules to this test. One, it has to have at least two named women in in the scene. Mm-hmm. Two, they have to be speaking to each other. Yep. And three, and most importantly, they have to be talking about something besides a man or men. And yeah, I'm so proud of you. This movie passes this test mm-hmm. with flying colors. I mean, yeah, Trish and Val are both great protagonists. Yeah, I mean, yes, boys come up because you know what? Honestly, feminist, not feminist, whatever, that shit comes up. Women talk about oh, we men. We talk shit about men. Well, not oh, even shit, but like oh, with no, men, shit. like we talk about men. Like it's not we talk shit. <laughs> Everybody talks shit on everybody. You know, stop it's it. not. Stop, it's stop, not stop, a situation stop where it's like it's not real life. If the women are sitting there talking about men and you know penis size or whatever, because oh. guess what? We do that. Um, but we also have conversations that have nothing to do with men. And it's it's noted when it's portrayed. If you go on the website, they actually have an index of movies that either pass or fail this Bechdel test. And you can submit movies. Um, there there are so many... I know, we're so proud I'm of so you. Proud. There's so many movies um, that have passed this test. And it's really... like To me, like I completely forgot that this even existed until watching this movie. And I'm watching their conversations. Yeah, they're talking about sports and, hey, who hit that homer last night? And you know what? You know who would know? You know, our gym teacher, that woman... Whatever her name was, I forget her name. Sorry. Oh, and, and there's even one scene where the where the younger sister is looking at porn. Yes. Oh, I want to talk and I'm about like, Courtney. my favorite. Reading her Playgirl. Oh magazine. my god. First That's, of all, that get it, girl. And wasn't Sylvester it's Stallone just, on yes. the cover? Yes. Which I was like, I. I'd look at his penis. And I love when her sister's like, and don't rip out the centerfold this time. Uh, <laughs> she's ripping it out. Also, like, remember when we had a subscription to Girls Playgirl and then we realized it was basically gay porn and we were like, oh. <laughs> oh, oh. Like, we were all excited because we felt like it was such a scandalous thing to do. Mm-hmm. When we got the first issue, we were like, Oh, it's and just, then we're stuck with like eleven more issues after that. It's just great because I can't think of another movie that has a scene like that. So I don't yeah. think I, I think the only time That's I've awesome. ever even seen like like porn for girls talked about in a movie, it's been like jokey. Like it's not like but they actually like used it in the same way that like they would use it in a scene with guys talking yeah. about female porn. She was just know? chilling, hanging out on a Friday night, flipping through a playgirl. I loved it. I thought that I, was great. I loved it so much. I loved. Well, first of all, I loved Valerie as like the outsider looking in on the whole thing and how she became like the almost the trope of a typical final girl, but in a very interesting way. I thought. Um, because she was the one who, like, didn't participate in, like, she was the outsider who didn't do the drugs, didn't do the, you know, but Courtney, holy shit, the little sister was awesome. And yeah, the, the, the very casual looking at Playgirl, I fucking loved it. Because I thought it was a very important theme of, like, voyeurism, like, the male gaze and voyeurism is so still permeates society. I mean, my school is going through this big thing with dress code because... Finally, a group of young girls are saying, no, just because I fucking wear a tank top doesn't mean that the male gaze is being, like, 
the male gaze is the problem, not the thing I'm causing. Like, exactly. it's not my fault. And so, like, this, this notion that our dress code is perpetuating rape culture and perpetuating everything that's wrong with this notion of how, like, we're there for men to be voyeurs. And, like, when the boys spy on them and all that other stuff, like, it's so amazing to see this film in 1982. Two. Yeah, I was a one-year-old. To be like, fuck that. Like, fuck you. Women can be just as much invested in that. We're going to take the control of our bodies and the gaze that you put on it. You want us, uh, if you see my ass, it's because I want you to see it. And fuck you if you don't like it. And, and I'm going to show my ass on my terms and in my frame. And I love this film for that. And I also love the fuck you to rape culture because his own, the, the villain's only lines are, you know you want it, you love it. And it's such rape propaganda. Mm -hmm. And he takes it and instead uses it to kill them. And I love the drill. At first I was like, oh my god, that drill is ridiculous. But then the scene where she cuts the top she of the drill off. She chops his drill deck yeah. off. She literally, <laughs> literally castrates him. And I love that scene because she takes it and fucking slices off the dick, the proverbial metaphoric phallic. And we never see that in slasher films either. Yeah. Where the girl says, no, fuck you, take your phallic, and I'm going to fucking chop it down. Because what better way to, like, get at men than castration? My favorite phallic point of view was the scene, oh, I forget, Diane, yeah. I think, when she was in the garage. Mm -hmm. And the point of view is, he's got his, like, you see in between yeah. his legs, and the drill comes down in between his legs right before it kills her. Yeah. Love that. The other thing I love, uh, Sue, I think her name is, the blonde-haired one, yeah. when she's changing into her pajamas and she takes her top off, did you see the tan lines on oh, her boobies? Oh, next level. They were so fucking sweet-ass triangle, triangle boobs. How do I not notice triangle boobs more than Jackie? Only because of Jackie do I now pay special attention to tan lines on, on boobs. I don't, like, I'm not even like, like, yeah, I love boobs in movies, but I don't know... It doesn't even occur to me. Like, I'm not really, like, I'm just like, oh, nice boobs. And I just kind of, I, I don't know. No, literally. And Jackie's, like, yeah. getting out her fucking magnifying glass. Like, yeah. let's compare oh, this to the previous time. I got my boobs. lab coat all over. <laughs> monocle on. I, I got beakers and shit going on. <laughs> no, literally, I literally, like, Ben did. It was like, yeah. let me... Let me investigate. No, it because it's sweet. Those were some sweet. A sweet, couple sweet of them, I would argue, had some exquisite yeah. triangles. No, the, there were there were some like grade A eighties baps in this movie. <laughs> I'm actually gonna wear a triangle <laughs> bikini top to the town pool tomorrow when I go with my children, just to kind of get that triangle yeah, tan going. Yeah. Show it off. I'm gonna show you. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, you guys. Um, but yeah, no, I really like the way this film kind of kind of really played around with the idea of rape culture and telling men it to kind flipped of it all around. Yeah. Um, it was great. The role reversals uh, were awesome. The other thing that I think really ties this movie into Jersey Bulls oh. is um <laughs> so the there's a scene when they order pizza. A beats. Uh, oh, a little beats. They order a little beats. And you know, the guys at the door rings the doorbell. When they open the door, oh, the shit. killer has drilled the guy's <laughs> eyeballs out and he falls on the floor like he and the pizza box fall on the floor. Like Three fucking scenes later, 
the pizza box is open and they're eating the pizza. <laughs> yeah, they're eating, they're eating the pizza. <laughs> that would be awesome. Pizza what? Pizza's fine. It's just like, get in the box. Dude, that guy just murdered, like a guy that's like ordering our beats just dude, got murdered. Dude, I'm starving. Pick up a pizza. We're going to eat it. Yeah, I I'm want starving. some sweet, Well, she sweet even says too, she's like, I'm fucking hungry, yeah. bro. We're going to eat Oh my God. These girls are my spirit animals. Yes. In that scene is when I was like, forever. I think both of these movies are really good. With with Agreed. building their characters up and not making them one dimensional TNA shows and and there's lots and lots of little clever fun lines like that in both of these movies even the one I didn't like as much yeah still had still had a lot of stuff like this where I'm like oh that's great I love that line and I would never see it in a normal slasher movie I think part of my problem is that I watched Slumber Party Massacre first and then watch Sorority House so Massacre. Right. Yeah, me too. And I think that's why, like, I was kind of like, Sorority House Massacre is kind of like, it's okay, but meh. I think maybe if I had seen them in reverse, I'd like Sorority a little bit more, but, like, this maybe. one... This I is mean, just the better the film fucking scene the when Sue is in the fridge and... Was her Courtney? Yeah. Like, she, she, it's like that gag of she's not seeing her, and she keeps kind of, like, almost falling out of the fridge. There it is. There's a strong satirical undertone. Yeah, I was, I wrote down, I was like, how did they get her in the fridge in the first place? When do you have to take out, like, so many things so to fit a body she, in the fridge? I had read that apparently, thanks to her gymnast background, mm. they took out the light bulb, I think, so she, like, had something to hold on to, and she's literally holding on to, like, the light bulb fixture and like having to like prop herself up and using yeah. her muscles to hold herself up to kind of be like eh. until they finally let her fall out, out yeah her. yeah no she's actually in the fridge like there's just this this great. movie i swear to you, i i know that i had seen this movie before but it has definitely been a long time after watching it for this like this is going to be one of those that's just like in constant rotation it is it is gory it is funny it is like just this, I, I'm telling you, dude, this is Jersey Ghouls translated into a movie. It's it's that. everything I love. Yeah, no, I, I, I totally agree. I fucking love this movie. And I love that this is... Fun fact. This is the only... <laughs> fuck off, Jackie. This is the only horror franchise that has been entirely directed by females. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I thought, like, yay. That's awesome. Yeah. From a distance, I like, I like a lot distance. of, <laughs> from a distance. <laughs> I like a lot of things, but I don't know if I like the moment to moment in this movie so much, just because it's mm. so heavy satire. Mm, and it's it, fair. Um, but, but I did enjoy it. And I, and I like, and I like seeing all these tropes flipped on their heads. And I like, I don't know. I probably watch another movie first, but I do like a lot of things this movie did and I'm glad it exists. Me too, and I have to say, like, I I think the poster was very much him with the drill through his legs. Yes, it was, the, yes, it was like, like, it was a different shot, though. It wasn't the one girl getting yeah. murdered, but it was essentially the same. Do you know the girl they pictured on the box art wasn't even in the movie? Uh, I believe it. Yeah, fucking <laughs> And speaking of box art, uh-huh. Slumber Party Massacre 2 uh-huh. is probably one of the VHS cover arts that I remember most from being a little kid in the video store. Because, like, I was like, ooh, it's naughty. Because it's a couple of girls, like, in mm-hmm. 90s, and it's the guy it. in the leather with the guitar and, like, the guitar drill bit drill. on the end yes, of the guitar. Yes. I swear, like, that is one that, like, I remember, like, walking down the horror aisle. Because we had, like, this tiny little 
um, mom and pop oh, video shit. store Palmer. that like yeah I think ours was just like Gibstown video Gibstown <laughs> home rental I forget but it was like four blocks from my house like right across the street from our elementary school and I do I I remember walking down the horror aisle and seeing that and like being like ooh like that's kind of naughty like should I be seeing that but at the same time ingrained in my memory of the, the guy in the leather jacket with I the guitar yep. with the drill bit on the end I'm like that's so, so badass so it's like I I don't know that I've ever seen Slumber Party Massacre two. Yeah, but we should put it. We should put um yeah. Yeah. Put I'd a like note in the Trello, and yeah. we'll watch we we'll watch two and three, three later. Yes, please. Because yes. if you can make this more absurd, I would love it even I'm more. I'm into it. Yeah. Yeah. But... And the guitar with the drill bit sounds just the way to do it. <laughs> Jackie, that is like I feel the same way as you do, but about the first one because I remember that cover. I, yeah. I, I only just saw this movie now, yeah. but I remember that cover from like when I was like seven, eight years old. After looking it up, I do. I, I didn't. I couldn't. I couldn't recall that cover the way I can do it with Slumber Party uh, Massacre Two. But when I was looking up some stuff about Sorority House Massacre, yeah, I absolutely remember that cover of the blonde in between with the blinds and stuff. That I do remember after seeing it. Hey guys. Hey what? I need to. I need. I need you to take a memo for me. All right. Cue like the serious music. Dear Amy and Rita, and we're on a first name basis, I apologize because I have spent my entire life up until this moment assuming that these films were gratuitous, misogynistic, problematic, and something I did not want, like porny, because I judged them. I judged a book by its cover. And I have learned from this valuable experience that these films are fucking awesome and insanely amazing and I should have I should have not just assumed they were shit because of those fucking stupid covers that we grew up watching and I can picture both of these covers VHS at the store as a kid so vividly and not only did I never have the balls to rent something this scary but I also ne- would have just assumed I'd hate it because I, I never liked slashers as my first tri- as my first genre so yeah I apologize for, I can admit for, I'm wrong forever Noah's with much love <laughs> XOXO <laughs> Marissa <laughs> <laughs> oh, there you go. There yep, you go. yep, there it is. And on that note, anything else? I'm going to chop my drill dick off. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, yeah. No, thank, so, you so thank you so much for joining us for for Sorority House Massacre and Slumber Party Massacre. And if you haven't seen these, fun fact, they're really good at Super Feminist, so fucking watch them. And as of right now, they're both free on Tubi TV. So go to TubiTV.com and you can check both of these movies out. Or even better, fucking buy like the elaborate double DVD 4K I gotta fucking, see, like, I put it because like, fuck them, they deserve the money. Scream Factory or something. I know, I'm gonna, I think yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna buy Slumber Party. I, oh, I need Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. So yeah, so thank you guys for joining us. You know where to find us on the internet do the rate review do the look us up www.trianglebovies.com <laughs> oh, you know what we're gonna fucking buy that buy that to me if it's not already bought us jerseyghouls.com jerseyghouls.com not trianglebovies.com we're gonna look into that maybe if you go to trianglebovies.com we can redirect you to jerseyghouls.com so yeah so do the thing uh, contact us yep. come talk to us come hang out with us but most importantly eat shit and live Eat a bowl of fuck. <laughs> I don't have a fun one. You guys took the two that we use. Have a bite. I bet we've been together for a million years. And I bet we'll be together for a million more.